Sports Podcast. I am Andy Ruther, coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host Joey. No chill, Prano. From the Mermandy Ruther lair. <laughs> Hello, Merman. I almost think the the Merman, the Mermaid, whatever I am. Yeah. Merman. Merman. By the way, if you don't understand what we're talking about, you better watch on YouTube. Yeah. We have a new canvas of me as a merman. Maybe that replaces Harambe above my bed. Ooh, interesting. That way when... That'd be super fucking creepy. When a girl is uh, engaging in sexual acts with me, she gets to look at two of me. <coughs> When's the last time there was a lady over here engaging in sexual acts with you? Uh, it's been a couple weeks. I uh, Off air, I, I have some funny... Fuck it. You know, let's do it on air. Let's like what? Let's, let's, All the things you say on air. Suddenly, we're gonna. What? What could possibly be held for off air? Dude, uh, I told you I was seeing a girl who was one of the most. Would you Would you call it egotistical? Okay. What would you call it? You know, self-involved. Very self-involved. Yeah. Like two new heights, right? And uh, the Kobe Bryant of Tinder dates. Yeah, like I've never seen anything like let me put it this way, guys. I'll just I'll just say it. She has framed photos of herself by herself. By herself in her room. Multiple. Multiple. There's one above her bed just posing at the beach by herself. I and I was thinking about it because I like kind of went through in my head. The the single picture in my whole apartment of myself. By myself is this big, and it's uh, from from Let Prano Pitch. It's me on the mound. But that makes sense. Yeah, that's it. Now, I, I've discussed this with you. I discussed it with our friend Guy, your former guest of the show. I've discussed it with multiple men, women, every type of person. Not one person has said, oh, I have that. Everyone has done a What? In fact, I started talking about it on stage the other night. Yeah. The reaction was laughs with at one point a woman yelled out, oh, hell no. <laughs> like, who has that? So I've basically, I've been busy and I, I, haven't, I haven't seen her for a few weeks. And she texted me this the other night out of nowhere. Stop being gay. Wow. She has, she has like found your act online She's listened to your show. She now knows, like, she's going deep. She's, like, done her homework, and she's going with deep psychological warfare against you. She's attacking you the way you were attacked as a child by your brothers. Ooh, savage. Well, I have a different— Stop eating dick for lunch and come put it in me. It's wild, dude. So I wrote back me gay and sent her the gif of me being really gay. And she writes— I think we are not doing this anymore because you like men. So I write back, it is Pride Month. It's like, and then she writes, I am proud of you. And then it continues to go on, and she's like, I don't really think you're gay, but 
also, there's another layer to this. I noticed last week, Drew and I went to dinner and we went to C&O and we were, we were really laughing like, oh, we're having such a romantic dinner and he's gay. And I noticed she was watching all those videos. And I was like, I've never taken her to a restaurant like that. Right. So I think what happens is she sees me hanging around a gay guy. The only significant other that you take out in public is your gay boyfriend, while the women that you have sex with are not to be shown in public. That's, yeah, I mean, I understand her. I understand her theory. She's like, oh, you don't take me out. You don't want to be seen out in public with me. But you'll have sex with me. You're a closet straight. But you know what's funny? I've you're ne- open gay and closet straight. I've never seen. I've never like the ego on a girl of like, stop being gay, come fuck me, like like there's no. The, have you ever seen, I, dude? I was showing people at the pool yesterday. Everybody was dying. There's the, no thought went through her head. Hey, maybe it's me. Right. Maybe he doesn't want to see me. Right. Maybe I bring nothing to the table besides sex. I'm sure she does know that, but this is her way of covering that up. But anyway, can't wait to put the next uh, painted mural of a shirtless man on your wall. Not gay, Andy Ruther. (laughs) Isn't that a wild stance, though, Prano? Yeah, I like it, though. Strong move to the hole. That was a power dribble. That was a two-handed power dribble. Shoulder into you. Like serious move to the hole by her. Stop being gay and have sex with me. Yeah, you queer. It, yeah. It's like my brother bullying me, but a girl. Yeah, I know. It's so I'm telling bizarre. You, she's done her research. Also, she has lots of evidence lined up, so she feels like she could really get you in a position where you're like, "I'll show her. I'll show her with my dick." You know how it ended the other night? She basically was like, "I'm by you. I'm a bungalow." And I said, "Are you drunk?" And she goes, "Not really. Is that a deal breaker?" And then she wrote, come get me. At that point, I was lying in bed. I was already watching, which I'm, I'm deep into the Ken Burns Vietnam. And uh, <laughs> it's a great documentary. Ken Burns Vietnam. Jeez. Talking about like like TV Xanax. Like, <sighs> No, I, I don't know anything about Vietnam. I want to learn. I think okay. it's interesting. And I think it's also relevant to what's going on just to, even today it, with the bullshit wars that we get in. Anyway, so Prano, I tell her, I'm already in bed. I'm watching Ken Burns' Vietnam. Basically saying, if you want to bang me, come over here. It just, for you guys who don't know, Bungalow is, what, a mile and a half away from here? Mm, yeah, maybe two and a half. No, not even, because it's two and a half to the pier. Yeah. It's like a mile and a half. It's like just hopping it's on the other an, side of the pier. It's like just hopping an Uber. And her response back was, well, I guess, I guess this is officially the end. I guess we'll never see each other again. Wow. Because I didn't want to get out of bed and hop in my car to pick her up from a place that's a mile and a half away. Yeah, that seems seems ridiculous. She wanted it that bad. It's like, hey, Uber pool. Yeah. You know? Walk. Maybe meet a dude in the Uber pool. Bring him over. <laughs> Fitting that all this is going down as I'm a merman. I know. Well, Prano, you've been I feel like you've been gone for months. Like I feel like I've do, been do gone I for months too. I, honestly, my my East Coast trip was a whirlwind. Uh forget the fact that I was in Tahoe, came back and basically left again. New York, I mean, I was in all five boroughs. I I went to the tip of Long Island and back. I went to Jersey. I went upstate to my brothers. I went upstate to Westchester. Like I hit 
like the tri-state area. I don't think I ever was in Connecticut even for a second, but I was all over the place. Uh, shows in the city, hanging with Pete in the Hamptons, doing a Dirty Slides episode. Uh, shows in Jersey, hanging out with Mikey. It was a whirlwind. Couches, hotels. It's exhausting. Guest bedrooms. Isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's exhausting. And then you fly out tomorrow. My flight literally leaves LAX at 6 a.m. Man. You're you're the, uh, what's the movie with George Clooney? Up in the air? Up in the air, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to some dirt balls who made it out uh, to, to the shows in Jersey. Uh, shout out to the Real Fisherman crew. Jay Lloyd made it. Dame Dash. Mata. Kyle Aronofsky came out with uh, with those guys, and he came out with his girlfriend. So he did back-to-back nights. Um, there's another kid whose name I'm totally fucking blanking on now. Super nice kid. Uh, came out to Jersey because he was staying in New York. Came out to Jersey because they were 16 and, and older. So he was— uh, Is it Eric Drake? Is that? I think that is it. Was that is that his name? I think that's his name, right? He's a younger yes, dirt Eric ball. Drake. At Eric Drake underscore. Thanks for coming, Eric. Uh, thanks to everybody who came out to any of my shows in New York and New Jersey while I was there. Shout out to the Dirtball fam. Thinking about going back in September. I don't know if you heard. I don't know if you care. Paul Simon has announced his final, final, final ever show will happen on Flushing Meadows Lawn in, in Queens. I did not see that. Yeah. So he, did, he just did the Hollywood Bowl here a couple weeks ago, and he's doing New York. Uh, coming up, then he's gonna do a. Fi- I was like, oh, I bet you he's gonna do his final show in Central Park. He went one better. He's going in Queens. Might go back end of September for that. It'll be fun. Paul Simon final show. Elton John final tour. Yeah, yeah. the legends are uh, they're hanging it up these days, huh? Everybody but Billy Joel, who's just gonna play the Garden until he doesn't sell it out anymore, which will never happen. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. Yeah, he sold out like some crazy amount of nights at the Garden. Now, Joe, if you went to see Paul Simon, where would you get those tickets? I mean, let's be honest. I'm as much as I've been working, as much as I've been, you know, touring. I'm still not killing it these days. So I need when I buy tickets, I need value, and I also need a twenty dollar refund, which is why I'll always go to SeatGeek. That's right, man. I was literally on SeatGeek last night looking for concerts. I saw, sadly, I, I will fly out. Dead and Company is going to be at Dodger Stadium. We didn't make it last year. I was which, look- which you know what that means. Bill Walton will be <laughs> at the Hollywood Bowl. Where are they playing? Actually, Dodger Stadium. Wow. And then I looked, like I said, I know I keep bringing it. Down to the bottom of the inning. I know. I, I kept, uh, I, I, I'm keeping tabs on this Elton John tour. There's so many spots to see him out here. I'm for sure going to do that. Where is he playing? So many spots? He's going to do the Forum. The Honda Center, I think maybe even Staples too. Wow, who's gonna hit? Go see him in Anaheim. Uh, but I still haven't seen a concert in the Forum, so I think oh, I'm right, gonna do that. Right. But anyway, guys, I was on SeatGeek, like Joe said, the best value and the best spot or the best thing of all of this, like he also said, all the listeners get twenty dollars off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code Dirty today. That's promo code Dirty for twenty dollars off your first SeatGeek purchase. All right, Prano, there has been some major, and I mean major, sports news. Has there? In the last 24 hours. Wow. JaVale McGee has signed with the Los Angeles Lakers. Really? Congrats to JaVale McGee. 
Huge be, free agent. Be shacked in a pool here in Los yeah. Angeles. Huge free agent signing for the Los Angeles Lakers. I thought you were talking about the huge news that Lance Stevenson signed with the Lakers. Also huge. They were pretty close. Yeah. Even bigger news than all those things. Ya boy, LeBron James. LeBron James, now spelled L, capital L, capital A, Bron James, has signed with the Los Angeles Lakers. What do you make of this? Where... I. I think immediately we have to talk about how it's already shuffled the all-time greatest Lakers rankings. And now, where does Kobe land? <laughs> I just did the Kobe 5 gif no, I know. on I'm YouTube. I'm trying to think where he... Well, that's a whole discussion, too. I tweeted that out that with, with, with signing his name to a document. LeBron is already the all-time greatest Los Angeles Laker. It it took no time yeah. for Kobe slippers to come out. I I went back, you know, I, I said I can't do this, but I'm gonna do it because I'm in the mood to do it. I went back and forth with someone, uh, a bunch of tweets, and he wouldn't it's funny, Prano. I actually I mean I, it's amazing. anybody even thinks Kobe's the answer is like that's gross. But he wouldn't he wouldn't answer me and it was funny. I I was like, Oh, I felt like you. I go, I'm gonna take the Pranos. I'm not I'm not even gonna bully him or be mean. I said, let's take titles out of it. I said, because we know it's a team game. And, and I thought I articulately put Kobe would agree because he won nothing without Powell or Shaq. So Kobe would agree it's a team game. Explain to me why Kobe's better than uh, LeBron, and, and, and he wouldn't answer. I go, no, just explain, because statistically he's not. And we, you, you can't use titles as an argument. And the dude just, he wouldn't answer. I'm like, you can't come at me, bro. Yeah. And then do well, this. the idea that it's even, the idea that they wouldn't that somebody wouldn't start with Magic Johnson. It's like, how, are you even a Laker fan? Yeah. Do you even Laker bro? <laughs> Magic Johnson, man. Yeah. So, are we giving Magic Johnson some props for landing LeBron James? Yeah, for so sure. I just want to set this up because I want to. I we wanna, have to. I want to know. I want to know the hot take internet internet culture going forward. LeBron James didn't sign LeBron James, right? Did LeBron James sign JaVale McGee and Lance Stevenson? Is he GM LeBron James yet? Who's coaching this Lakers team? Is it LeBron or is it Luke Walton? Because LeBron James just joined a team that didn't make the playoffs. Ha, ha, and I'll add on to that. Has not made the playoffs in five years. Yeah. The worst drought By the in- way, Kobe Bryant retired two years ago, just in case you were wondering. Yeah. Two. Not five. Two. So they were not making the playoffs when Kobe Bryant was still on the team. This is the worst drought in Lakers franchise history. No playoffs, five straight years. He joins a team, like you said, that won 35 games, was 12 games below 500. It's an interesting move, man. It's still not my favorite move. It's not my favorite move for a couple of reasons. And I've said this before. I have. I never, my whole life, disliked the Lakers. Like, growing up, I thought the Lakers were great. Showtime Lakers. I was rooting for the Lakers against the Bulls. Like, I, I love those teams. I like the Lakers franchise. I love Jack Nicholson's like one of my all-time favorite people that has ever walked the earth. Like I like going to Staples and watching the game. I, I don't even mind purple and yellow that much. Two things that I've hated is Kobe Bryant and Lakers fans okay. in general. And so I wasn't necessarily rooting against him going to L.A. just because I don't like the Lakers because that really didn't factor in all that much. I just don't understand it from – any perspective, like, as far as I can tell, the only answer here is 
he wants to blow up the the Braun brand and like go billionaire corporate. You know, he wants to make tons of money. He probably wants to own a a franchise one day. And he he needs he's taking his like stock as a human, not just as a basketball player, to the next level. And you know, this idea that he wants to play in the NBA when his son gets to the NBA, which is probably four years from now when they remove the one and done because he's about to be a freshman. So he wanted him to go to school in L.A. I'm sure, you know, Gary Payton already talked about the school this kid, you know, he's going to go to and, and obviously great sports in Southern California and, and all that. But to me, both of those are bad reasons because you're LeBron James. Any big market, you're going to be the biggest thing that ever happened, and you're going to have an investment opportunities and opportunities to blow yourself up and take it to the next level. New York, he could have done it. Chicago, he could have done it. Obviously, neither of those uh, cities have teams that are on the verge of contending, but honestly, neither do the Lakers. Uh, neither does Los Angeles. And the other reason is, same thing. If you're a stud athlete, I mean, LeBron James is from Akron, Ohio. It doesn't matter. The scouts are going to find you. If you're LeBron James' son, they already know about you. The idea that he's coming to L.A. to help his kid with, like, sports. Dude, you're LeBron James' kid. Like, but I don't, you, could be, I, you could be playing in the fucking bayou. Is, but is that the reason, though? I, well, I, t- my question is, what's the reason, then? I think he just wants to live in L.A. He's had a home out here in Brentwood for a long time, like you said. LeBron, we all know, has a production company. But the the beauty of LeBron James... I know, he can hop on a, a, yeah, a charter jet but, and fly but anywhere. Forget that. The beauty of LeBron James and the reason he's been able to continue his greatness into year 15 with no sign of slowing down is he's not Michael Jordan. He's not out every night gambling. He's not out every night playing cards or playing golf or drinking or smoking cigars. LeBron James is focused solely on being a basketball player. So it's like... What, during the during the regular season, is he going out to fucking boa with his with his teammates? Is he like is he going clubbing? Is he going out and like hitting the Hollywood scene? No, he's not. But again, I just think he wants to be out here. I, I think at the end of the day, that's what it is. He likes L.A. He wants to be all up in the entertainment business. He already has a production company, like I just said. He just wants to be out here, plain and simple. Yeah, I think. From from a legacy standpoint, it's like it's. I don't a, think it matters, but I think that says a lot too. From a legacy standpoint, I think basically, I think LeBron is looking at his legacy like this. He's done all he can do with Cleveland. He won them a title. He has three titles. I think LeBron is basically saying to the world, "I think I'm the best player who's ever played. My stats back it up. I have three titles, including one." in Cleveland, which hadn't won a title in 50-plus years for all their sports, I think he's saying, I want to play just where I want to live, and if I get a title for the Lakers, that's icing on the cake. But we all know right now, this current Lakers roster has zero chance of winning a title. I Zero chance? Zero chance. I disagree. Do you? Yeah. Is, is, is this current... Is this current Lakers roster better than the Cleveland roster? That's what I was just going to yes, bring up. Yes, they are. They are. Kuzma is better than any backcourt player that the Cavs had. Well, I don't even so, think Kuzma would start right now. I think he'd come off the bench. And he's better than any backcourt player that the Cavs have. That guy can fucking straight up score. He is better than any backcourt player the Cavs have. You think? Yes. 
And when you talk about like even the guys, uh, why am I Brandon Ingram? Like, are you taking are you taking the next four years of Brandon Ingram or the next four years of Kevin Love? Brandon Ingram's like twenty one. Yeah, he's twenty two. But yeah, so twenty you have you have Brandon Ingram twenty two to twenty six, or Kevin Love, whatever the fuck he is, who disappears. Right? Like the idea that this Vegas knows the Lakers are seven to two to I saw win that. the title. I saw that. They're, they're, they have a three and a half to one chance to win the title next year it's, without adding anybody. If if they had Kawhi, that number goes down to what? Two to one? Yeah, but I think they got to give up some some of those pieces to get sure, Kawhi. Sure, sure. So, so right now, let's just, talk, let's just talk hypothetically. Yep. So I think right now, if the Lakers had to start a team today, their starting five would be Lonzo Ball, LeBron James... Brandon Ingram, I think JaVel McGee sure. would be their starting center. Okay. And uh, is Pope going to be the fifth? I have no idea. I mean, I, like, I don't know how, like, I haven't honestly looked at their roster enough, and I don't watch a ton of Lakers games because, as I tweeted yesterday, I don't. it's the one of the two fucking teams I can't watch on League Pass. Yeah. Um, but I know one thing. They, they, I'm not a huge Lonzo Ball fan. But, like, a guy who can pass like that with LeBron James, first of all, I'll say I think he's he's a guy that they could move for sure. You don't need Lonzo Ball if you have LeBron James. Sure. Now, could they play together? Absolutely. I absolutely think they could. But uh, you, don't, you certainly don't need a pass-first point guard when you have LeBron James. But forget adding players. Forget adding Kawhi. Forget adding anybody. We're done. Right? With JaVale McGee, with Lance Stevenson, with Ingram, with Kuzma. Western Conference Finals team? With LeBron James? Well, you just brought up the Vegas odds. The Lakers are 7-2 to currently. The Houston Rockets are also 7-2. to Right. Right behind, of course, Golden State is the favorite. So those are, right now, according to Las Vegas, those are the three favorites to win the title. Right. I, I, can, t- I can tell you one thing. Like every- are they better than the Rockets? Now, now the Rockets, the Rockets re-signed Chris Paul, but they also let Trevor Ariza go, which I think I think hurts them a lot. I do too, because Ariza not only a spot up shooter, and I hate Chris Paul four years, one hundred and sixty million. I agree. That I just to me that was like them knowing that he was maybe going to try to go somewhere. I almost feel like that deal was saying we're not getting LeBron James. Yeah. I was surprised that LeBron signed for four years, honestly. But now, like, once he did go to the Lakers, people are like, can't believe it was four years. Like, once he did go to the Lakers, why not? Because why come here for two years? They're not ready to go yet. Which, yeah. which is the problem, I think, with this move is why not do the Houston for a year? Why not one year with a player option in Houston and, and like, have but, but- this? Because this Lakers thing, at this point, when it happened July 1st. So this, let me bring it. Do you, do you think that this decision was made a long time ago? Yes. Yes. For sure. So fucking make the decision and say, Magic, I'm coming next year. But this is where I'm a little confused. You, you're not the biggest fan of him coming to Los Angeles, but yet you're also saying, hey, this Lakers team can, can contend for a title. Every team with LeBron James can contend for a title. You're, you're Chris Paul, who has had injury problems, just got signed to a four-year deal with the Rockets. You're a Chris Paul hamstring injury and a and a 
Kevin Durant ankle sprain away from being the far and away NBA favorites. If you're out there, and by the way, I love a lot of these teams, but if you're out there and you're a Trailblazers fan or a Jazz fan or a Nuggets fan or whatever, like, you don't have LeBron James. You lose. You get nothing. Like, it is not happening. You're not a contender. You're not. You're straight up not a contender with with LeBron James in your conference, plus the Warriors, plus the Rockets, plus Anthony Davis and the Pelicans. When's he going to slow down, though? I, I know we don't we haven't seen it, but I just keep thinking LeBron's going to have to really start slow. I, I, just, I don't think that we're going to see a LeBron James slow down. I think we're going to see a LeBron James injury, and then and then we're going to have we're going to have peak LeBron till he gets hurt, and then we're going to have post injury LeBron which is going to be a totally different player, probably playing on the block, probably not running the point, probably not playing 45 minutes a game. But I think he is going to push his body to that point. And that's why I think he's, I think he knows that. I think he's seen the history in that, in great players with that. And I think that's why he spends a million and a half dollars on his body every year, is he's going, how far can I keep going yeah. at 40 minutes a game playing peak LeBron basketball? And then, how, like, how far can how far can I extend that out without a major injury? Yeah, and I think all the money he spends is for that sole purpose. Don't get hurt. Sure. The question is, he's already proven he's a freak beyond any physical talent we've ever seen. How far can he take that? Well, this this move from east to west, LeBron single handedly changed the whole face of the NBA. He did. Yeah. Because we got to talk about the Eastern Conference for a minute. Yeah, me. congratulations to the Eastern Conference for now being by far the stronger conference. Everybody next year when LeBron James makes the finals, it's going to be, well, he did it in the weak West. Do that against the Celtics. Do that against the 60-win Raptors. Do that against this process team. Would have loved to see you do that, you fucking bitch. You went to the West, the weak West. Congratulations to the Eastern Conference for overnight becoming the far stronger conference, according to the internet. Well, we all know the West was heads and tails above the East. Now, the, now the East now the East has been getting better, I will say. The East is up... He- and go- head and shoulders above the East. What did I say? Heads and tails. <laughs> like, uh, like somehow they threw a coin above the... That's a classic Rutherism yeah. there. So the the West has been heads and tails above, <laughs> yeah. like I said. And now he goes to the West. The East, you know, I was, I was going deep into different articles and different websites because I was curious to hear what different writers and analysts were saying. There, a lot of them were saying the East really now it's go time because basically you have the Celtics have to really – play consistently. The Sixers have to mature quickly, Prano. And then you have kind of the wild card, I'd say the Mo- a team like the Milwaukee Bucks. I-, I know I'm discounting Toronto, but again, we've all seen what they've done yeah. in the playoffs. But the point is... No, but I, I agree with you. I think, I think Milwaukee with now the, the clear best player in the East is has to be considered a sleeper. Yes. I, you know, call me a homer, but I think we're... A season, maybe, and a free agent move, getting Ennis Cantor off the books away from, and especially if James Dolan is talking about selling Knicks, good God, I'll move back to New York in a second. Uh, the Knicks away from, again, just having a, just having a standout player. Yeah. From being, like, we're, we're not that far away from a potentially, like, old school revival of the East with Celtics, Sixers, Knicks, Bucks. Well, my point was, 
those teams, though, have to play pretty damn good basketball to compete with the West come finals time. That's all I'm saying. Sure. And, and I think we'd agree the Celtics right now are the favorite, right? I mean, they dismantled Philly pretty easily in the playoffs. Right, right Wasn't now. Was that a seven-game series? Was it? No. Six? What, it wasn't a five-game series, right? You sure? I don't remember, God. honestly. But it wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't like longer. the dismantling. Forget. I don't know about a dismantling. Remember, I mean, we had we had games go down to fucking, you know, guys stepping on three-point lines. I think it was a like, five-game series. They started up 3-0, I'm pretty sure. But that was a that was a, I, I would say that was a hard-fought series. Now, the, is Boston the clear favorite because Kyrie's coming back and Gordon Hayward's coming back and Jason Tatum's not going to be 19 anymore? Yeah, certainly that makes them the favorite over Philly, but. Philly's a super young team as well. Boston also a super young team, but you you know things get leveled out as guys mature. Like Joel Embiid has been injury prone. There's no doubt about that. But a guy like Joel Embiid, if he continue if he continues to rise the way he has been and shape his talent and and stay healthy, that's a game changer. If you have the single best player on the floor in that series. Now, is he necessarily the single best player on the floor over a Jason Tatum or a Kyrie Irving? Maybe not. But my point is, yes, on paper, Boston is the clear favorite. But I don't think any of that's set in stone right now. Also, not Kyrie Irving's not exactly not injury prone. Yeah, it's true. But the West, we're going to say Warriors. You, wait, this is curious to me. You're You're still saying... You're putting the Lakers right up there with the Rockets. I am putting so I'm putting the Lakers right up there with the Rockets because for one reason and one reason only because of LeBron James. Uh, like, look at it. Like, would do you do you think do you think it's a four game sweep if the Rockets play the Cavs last year? No, I don't. I mean, they almost beat the Warriors in game. I know. One. We're talking about. He played with a dumpster on fire. Well, here's the thing about the Lakers. You didn't watch them. That's actually the team I watch more because I have yeah. I have cable. So I have Spectrum. So I have TimeWarner.net, which is the channel they play on. So I watched my fair share of Lakers games last year. And a lot of times, like, you know, like background noise. Uh, dude, they can't shoot. And here's the thing. You know what helps them shoot? Guys being wide open because they're across the floor, and that's how the defense it's, – it's basketball gravity. When a guy like LeBron sure. James is going to the basket, you pull away from the guys that are furthest away from the ball. There's one dude in the NBA, one single player in the NBA, who can make a pass from one side of the court to the other with enough velocity on it not to get picked off to be put in your hand position where you like the ball. No, I agree with you. No one's denying that, but – there's also a reason they drafted Mo Wagner and that other European guy because Magic Johnson was basically saying, we need guys who can shoot. We need big men who can shoot. Yeah. Lakers had one of the worst three-pointing shooting teams in the country last yeah. year. I so, understand. So, uh, I don't know. I, I just think they're going to really have to step that up. But, but uh, Luke Walton has already shown in Golden State that he can – he can be a personality manager and he can make, take good talent and make some and you know continue to ride that Steve Kerr process is do I think Luke Walton is a great basketball coach? Not yet. 
Hard to say. Do I think he's a complete and utter moron like Tyron Lue? No, I can say with certainty he isn't. Like, he's upgraded. He just upgraded teams. Now, he upgraded leagues as well. He upgraded conferences. But he upgraded teams across the board. Management, coaching, young talent. Spending ability. I don't think the Lakers have that. I was reading their their cap and, and their wiggle room. They don't have that much. Now, they basically, I was reading about the Julius Randle thing. They've basically offered him this fucking guy. I got to close this window. Okay. I didn't even fucking, I mean, you're bringing up guys like Randall where it's like, I didn't even fucking remember he was on the team. They're going to make him an offer. Well, they did. Randall, Randall's actually, Randall's a good piece. I thought yeah. Randall had a pretty good year yeah. for the Lakers. I think he is a good piece. Uh, but it's it, it's kind of confusing. I was reading into it. Basically, the Lakers made him an offer. It, it's, it's a one-year max deal. Now, he, he doesn't have to take that offer. He can go take it with another team. Another team can offer him that. Yeah. They, they can uh, match it, I guess. It's kind of confusing, so I don't know if he's going to be there. But it is interesting that they also just signed McGee, Lance Stevenson, and, they're, and, they're, and they're, now they already have guys. Like I said, right now... A who, rim defender, uh, a, a perimeter defender. And then they drafted those two guys. Uh, they don't know if the second-round guy, you know, would make the team. But they're saying, uh, you know, Kuzma, like I said, would come off the bench right now. Yeah, great. Which is a nice piece to come off the and bench. And also, spoiler for basketball fans out there, regardless of what the Internet's telling you about LeBron James not making players better, some well-known named veteran is going to sign with the with the Los Angeles Lakers to play with LeBron James. The Mike Miller, the the Kyle Korver, the Ray Allen, the all those guys that you all the the Birdman, all the guys that you know that have gone and ch- followed LeBron James somewhere in hopes of wearing, winning a ring, they're gonna take fucking small deals and they're gonna come to the Lakers and they're gonna want a chance to play with LeBron James because LeBron James gets you to the finals. Makes teams better. He's the greatest basketball player in history. People want to play with him. I want to talk about something else with the LeBron move. Because I saw a lot of chatter on Twitter about this. Dan Gilbert. So the Cavs owner now has let LeBron go twice. And, And I saw a lot of mixed opinions on it, as usual. It's like, you let the greatest player... You know, leave your team twice. Then some people would say, well, he still won a title. You know, Cleveland, like we said, had not won a title. He got LeBron to come back. Obviously, the whole Comic Sans thing when he left the first time. What's your opinion on Dan Gilbert at this point? A fucking dope. Okay. What a moron. You got handed the best player in the history of the game. He's from there. He was handed to you on a platter. He left the first time solely because of your complete and utter mismanagement of the franchise where you gave the MVP of the league and the clear best player around fucking Mo Williams and Anderson Verjao and Zydrunas Ogoskis. <laughs> and he left. Fail one. He went to a team that's run by Pat Riley and immediately won. Pat Riley was like, if you give me LeBron James, I'll I'll find the other pieces. We'll win. 
four years, won twice. Came back, four years, won once. Like, there, LeBron James has played 15 years in the NBA. That means he's played 11. LeBron James, the best player in basketball, has played 11 years in Cleveland, has one title to show for it. Far and away the best player. Yeah, but couldn't the argument be made? Again, these are the guys LeBron's going after. Who? As far as the, the pieces on his roster. I'm st- Again, is is Dan Gilbert just as, uh, you know, does he have just as much trouble as LeBron James signing a uh, a free agent to come to Cleveland? Sure. But make a fucking trade. Hire a GM that knows what the fuck he's doing. You don't need superstars. You need role players. Look at what the Mavs team that beat LeBron James in 2011 put together around Dirk Nowitzki. Not a single current all-star, but vets, defensive players, three-point shooters. LeBron James, if LeBron James had been on that 2011 Mavs team this whole time, he's got seven titles. Because all it's like build an actual basketball team. So you the, got- I, this this whole LeBron James GM thing we've covered it multiple times. They weren't like, do you want Kevin Durant or Tristan Thompson? He's like, give me Tristan. They're like, do you want Russell Westbrook or J.R. Smith? He's like, J.R., I want to roll with my boys. He was just saying, pay those guys because they're semi competent, and I don't want them to leave. But you're basically saying, uh, Dan Gilbert, total idiot. You give him zero credit. Zero credit. In Not- fact, the only credit I give him is being so incompetent that he was he was bad enough to get LeBron James the first time and he was bad enough to get Kyrie Irving to add to LeBron James the second time. And LeBron James did not go back for Dan Gilbert. He went back for Cleveland. He went back, he felt like he owed the city. He didn't owe Dan Gilbert shit. The comic sans thing and the people fucking burning his jerseys. Like, if I was Dan Gilbert, my letter to LeBron James would have been at all bold. After the first half, I thank you for everything. Sorry we let you down. Well, obviously they're they're gonna be they're gonna go through a rough patch again. Maybe forever. Who knows? Yeah, probably forever. But I and Andy, you know we made a rule about this. We made a rule about this. No more dirtball bets. I'm taking it down. I'm taking I'm taking off the chains. I'm opening the dirtball bets up once again. What? I'm taking off my glasses what? too. I'm talking to you. If you want to bet, if you want to bet on the Cleveland Cavaliers having less than three less wins than they did last year with LeBron James, any amount of money slide into my DMs. When Michael Jordan left the Bulls, they won two less games. If you want to bet. Under two and a half, any amount of money, any amount of money, I will take out loans. Both of our money will be held in escrow. Name your price, $1,000. I will open an escrow account. I will take any amount of money. All you have to be willing to do for all you Michael Jordan slurpers out there is bet that this Cleveland Cavaliers team wins 48 games next year. 48 without LeBron James. The, the, my bank account is open. I will put every single dollar I have up for bets that this Cleveland Cavaliers team does not win 48 games without LeBron James next year. Michael Jordan slurpers, you hit me in my tweets all the time. You hit me in my DMs. You're always coming into YouTube comments. You're always talking about Michael Jordan. Put your fucking money 
where your fucking mouth is. If this Cleveland Cavaliers team wins 48 games without LeBron James, you can have my Cadillac, my surfboard, my apartment. You can have every fucking hat and pair of sneakers I own. You can have everything. You can have my computer. You can have my fucking girlfriend. You can have my everything you want. DMs are open. Slide in. Cut to two days from now when absolutely zero people make a bet with me. Well, because LeBron James is the greatest player of all time. That what you just Coker, where are you at, boy? Let's see that now we're talking money. Show me that now we're talking money, Tug. I'm calling out every Jordan slurper ever. Where are you at, Tuggy? Give me some of that. Give me some of that Law and Order fucking. <laughs> give me some of those Law and Order residuals, Tuggy Tug. Shots fired. Well, I did retweet somebody yesterday, which goes along with what you're saying, and I thought it was great. He said, I need the Cavs to stay exactly as they are right now. Do not make any moves. I want the world to understand what LeBron dragged to the finals last season. So, so this guy who I retweet on Dirty Sports. Who is even bringing the ball up the court for the Cleveland Cavaliers? Colin Sexton. Who? The guy from Alabama they drafted. They're, they're, oh, they're going rookie point guard out of the gate? <laughs> I think so. Nice. Good luck with that. I think so. Joining the Robert Ory, Latrell Sprewell, great lineage of Alabama stars in the NBA. Antonio McDice. Does Brian Windhorst follow LeBron? Uh, I don't think Brian Windhorst. Like, if a guy like Brian Windhorst shows up in Los Angeles... They check him at customs, right? They're like, you're here on vacation. You're just going to walk Venice Beach, go to Disneyland, and get the fuck back to Vatville? I picture Brian Windhorst. I just picture him on the beach. He's the type of guy who definitely wears the shirt when it's 80 degrees out. He wears a bucket hat, and he's got the white sunscreen on his nose. Yeah. Yeah. And he wears, and he doesn't take the shirt off when he goes into the water. Yeah. That's a problem, by the way. That's an epidemic. And, and and he walks down the and he walks down the Venice Beach boardwalk dragging a boogie board that he'll never use. <laughs> We're like, bro, what is that? Is that fucking just for safety? Is that you're gonna strap it to your wrist just in case you go in the ocean? You know Brian Windhorst went to the Bronze High School, right? Did you know that? Yes. I think Brian Windhorst legitimately shed a lot of tears when LeBron decided to leave Cleveland. Yeah. Well, he probably knew, right? Did he know in advance, you think? I'd assume he knew. Probably. You're right. What's the big LeBron move, though? Like, what is his big move that he makes? What's what's the what's the reason for LA? Is he gonna fucking like I just like what is he gonna do here that is like he needs to be here for? I just think he wants to be out here. The the weather, the entertainment business. That's it. Like literally, I'm just I'm just that those are the two things. I still hate this in terms of the only thing people are – LeBron James has already proven without a shadow of a doubt that he's statistically the greatest player of all time. Now people are just judging him on championships. I would have chased, I would have chased a couple. But, th- but that's my point. I think that showed that, – again, that's what I said earlier. I think that's what shows a lot about LeBron. He doesn't care about yeah. the idiots. He, do- he doesn't care that people still think someone like Kobe Bryant is better than him. Well, those people, it's easy to dismiss. Like if you're LeBron James, if you're the smartest, also one of the smartest basketball minds to ever like think about basketball. It's very easy to dismiss those people as needing psychiatric evaluation. <laughs> that's not. I mean, that's super easy. I'm not. I'm not nearly on the level of LeBron James 
basketball intelligence, and I know that those people, those are some of the dumbest humans that watch sports. Needing psychiatric. That's 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 NBA dysmorphia right there. You're seeing something that didn't happen. Yeah. It just. It's not. It, it didn't happen. It would be. It's like the equivalent of you just sitting here and being like, "Yeah, I'm better at basketball than you," and being like, "All you have done is lost." And you'd be like, "Yeah, but you know, you know." Wait, are you saying you're better than me, Prano? <laughs> I'm just saying we we really we haven't played one on one in a long time. Can't wait. I I am wow. I I'm just I'm I'm still worked up over you calling out our boy Tug Coker. Yeah. Well, Tug, oh, he, Tug's been saying forever, I'm going to come on one of these days. We're going to have the big Tug versus Joe, LeBron James conversation, which I can't wait to have just because a, a, a very knowledgeable sports fan, a former basketball guy, I, I respect his opinion. I can't wait to have that conversation uh, in, a, in a highly intelligent fashion and lay it all out. But in the meantime, money on the table for you, Tug. Money on the table. Quit betting fucking hockey games and put that money on your boy. Put that money on Michael Jordan. He leaves, two less wins. LeBron James, I'll I'll give you another one. I'll give you three. Make it three and a half wins. I mean, Joe, no one would take that bet. You, of course not. You you got to get like ten last games. Yeah, no shit. But my point is, for Jordan, it was two, two. So make the bet. Well, that's why I'm willing to put up everything. I will put my entire life in escrow. Yeah. For the entirety of this season. Who wants my money? Win Joe Prano's money. So good to have you back, Prano. So good to have you back. We got to talk about Paul George not coming to the Lakers. I was just going to say, we got to talk about Paul George. Talk about your all-time fails. What do you make of that move? I think it's stupid. You've tied yourself to Russell Westbrook. The Oklahoma City Thunder and and Carmelo Anthony at twenty seven million. You don't even have fucking room to spend money. Yeah. I I hate it. I don't I don't think that they're a contender. I don't think they're in the conversation. No, they're not. They're definitely not. They haven't improved. They they the Thunder lost first round last year to the Utah Jazz. Yeah. They already lost first round. Why would you stay with that team? Why would you stay in Oklahoma City? God, dude, the amount of cheddar dicks who got so defensive over my tweet about that. Yeah. And my I, my favorite thing about people who get defensive about like their hometown is the immediate, oh, maybe if you'd come here. I've been. It yes. sucks. No, but, but that's what I got. I've been. It sucks. That's what I got. Some dude comes at me, oh, elitist Californian. He's like, I'm so sick of these elitists. You know what I'm sick of? People who don't know anything about someone else. You know nothing about me. I've been to Oklahoma City multiple times. I've lived all over the fucking country. No one, you talk about clinical psychiatric evaluation. No one who's clinically sane would rather live in Oklahoma City than Los Angeles, period. But what about fucking, you know... Keith Urban's Red Cup restaurant or whatever the fuck that is. Like, how you not going to want to go down to the fucking local Chili's? Get you some fucking Chili at the Chili's. Fucking L.A. and all their taxes and traffic and pollution and all those fucking. Taking our, taking our guns. All those- You're going to need your guns because you don't want to kill yourself after you watch this team lose in the first round again. I don't get it, man. I I, I just. 
I don't know. Maybe he just likes playing with Russell Westbrook. I think he, I think he knows that's a low pressure situation. Some guys want the pressure. I mean, yeah, it's true. T- talk about, talk about pressure. Okay. LeBron James chose. I mean, I would say besides the New York Knicks, the highest pressure situation he could choose in the NBA. Going back, going going to a New York Knicks team that hasn't won a championship since the 70s, that there isn't another team in town that has James Dolan as the owner, is the only thing that would have had more pressure than voluntarily choosing to play for the Los Angeles Lakers. Paul George chose to play in Oklahoma City. That's that's maybe only the second least pressure decision behind joining a 73-9 and Warriors team. And being like, eh, they're going to win anyway. I should just come along. Be cool. Maybe I'll get the finals MVP. You're staying in Oklahoma City. I mean, good luck with Carmelo Anthony. I was I when he when he uh didn't pick up his option, I was like, of course he he didn't. But why would you? Did not see this coming. Did not see him re-signing for four years. I don't know what he was thinking. I don't know. Maybe he's into fat white women because there's a lot of those in Oklahoma City. A lot of those. It's just, I get your fa- the fans there are great. Do you know why the fans there are great? They don't have shit else to do. Stop talking to me about fucking quality of life. But I don't know what that means, Joe, because I, I get that. That was that was on that dude, that Cheddar Dick who came at me on Twitter. I love when people say, this is, this is what I don't understand. I, I want to break this down. When they say quality of life, let me just explain what I did this weekend. People always want to say quality of life. This is what I did this weekend. Saturday, my buddy Kenner lives in Playa del Rey. I hopped on my bicycle, biked around the marina, gorgeous view, went to Playa del Rey. We hung out at his pool all day, and we're by the beach, hit a few spots there. I biked back. That was my day. Yesterday, I worked out in the morning, did Andy's little beach workout along the beach, hung out at my pool for six hours yesterday. To me, that's a good quality of life. Yeah, that is actual quality of life. So here's what here's what Midwesterners mean when they say quality of life. But, they but, they but, mean I can get a three bedroom house for dog shit money, and 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 live like a king. I can, I can get a three bedroom house, and my mortgage payment can be less than your studio apartment in Los Angeles. Sure. Now, that's the way of tricking someone into thinking this is quality of life. When in actuality, the real answer is. The reason it's cheap is because of the poor quality of life, because no one wants to live there. If people wanted to live there, then it would be super expensive. Like because New York. people don't want to live yeah. there, it's super cheap. Yeah. And and if you're one of those people who's like, I just want to have a fucking place to myself and go and be able to still afford Thunder tickets, this is my quality of life. And by the way, I, I don't mind guys, look, obviously I'm from the Midwest. If you and all my family is if you, in the Midwest, I've always said this, is a great place to raise a family. I'm not dissing anybody who lives in the Midwest. I'm just not. Joe's right. What my brothers pay in mortgage for a four-bedroom house is my rent for a tiny little studio apartment. I get that. I'm not going to diss anybody who chooses that life. It makes sense. Raising a family out in L.A. is so fucking expensive. But he's right. I just hate these people who comment and say quality of life, and I'm like, well, wait a second. I'm happy. I smoke weed on the beach. I still make a living. Like, 
Like I exercise in the uh, outside in seventy degree weather. Yeah, but some people don't want the grind. Some people don't want to actually have to work for work really hard just to afford a studio apartment. They're like, I'm just gonna work at fucking Red Cup restaurant, and I'm gonna have a three bedroom house. What is this Red Cup? You know, there's one of these fucking one of these country singers has a fucking like the Red Cup army. And when I was in Oklahoma City, they were like, "Oh, you need something to do tonight? You should go down to Red Cup." I was well, like, "What the know, fuck is Red Cup?" Well, I know Toby Keith. Toby has, Keith. Toby Keith has a restaurant. Yeah, Red Cup fucking restaurant. He used to have one in uh, Harris Casino in Las Vegas. We used to always pick up like white trash girls there when I yeah. lived there. That's it. Red Solo Cup, review of Toby Keith's I Love This Bar and Grill in Oklahoma City. <laughs> America, get her done. It's called Toby Keith's I Love This Bar and Grill. Red Solo Cup, exclamation point. I know it's just one of his songs, but I thought it was great that I got my draft beer in a Red Solo Cup. <laughs> Living the brand. This place is huge. <laughs> Larger than other t- others Toby's places. Uh. Toby Keith's I Heart This Bar and Grill. 346 excellent reviews. After taking 48th graders through the Oklahoma History Center, we decided to visit Toby's for lunch without a reservation. <laughs> try, try to find, try to go to Boa without a reservation. Good luck. We were graciously seated within about five minutes. We had our meals and were gone in about an hour and a half. Amazing and friendly staff and great service. I highly recommend this place. Thank you for working with our large group. And thank you for serving 48th graders draft beer and red solo cups. That's the quality of life they're talking about? That's the quality of life. You want to take 48th graders to a bar in the middle of the day and drink fucking Miller Genuine Draft out of a Red Solo Cup. Go down to Toby Keys. I love this bar and grill, brah. <laughs> After that, you go in there. You have six of them Red Solo Cups. You'll still have enough in your pocket to go down there to Oklahoma City Thunder game. Watch Russell Westbrook steal rebounds from Steven Adams so he can uh, average a triple-double. And guess what? You get yourself a pretzel, too, because I have money left over in my pocket after going to Toby Keys. I'll tell you what. Toby Keys should name it Toby Keys. I love Oklahoma City's Bar and Grill because, man, quality of life here is stupid good. You know in L.A. they use glasses? You know if you drop a glass, you could get cut or break yourself? Why would you do that? What are you trying to prove, Los Angeles? That I mean, it's heavier. Red Solo Cups. I just go, there it is. There's my beer. I finish it. I can throw it out if I want. He'll give me another one. Recycling. Fuck recycling. (laughs) Wasting water. Just throw that shit out. I don't live by the ocean. Who cares if we put it all on a barge and push it into the Pacific Ocean? I'm not even ever going to see the Pacific Ocean in my life, so I don't care if it's filled with red Solo Cup garbage. Good luck with your quality of life, Andy Ruther. I just I just ruined your beach with my red solo cup. It's going out on a fucking barge. <laughs> eventually, that fucking eventually that island of garbage that's swirling around the Pacific, that's gonna show up and ruin your little beach workout. You're gonna be doing a little red solo cup workout. Cause that shit's coming to the beaches now. We storming the beaches like Normandy. Yeah, so quality of life. Better in Oklahoma City than Los Angeles. You heard it here first from a guy on Twitter who also has a Bible quote <laughs> yeah. in his bio. Yeah. Mostly better quality of life because people don't laugh when I tell them I have a Bible quote in my bio. 
told that somebody in L.A. once. He fell off. He fell out of the ground. Started convulsing. He's like, "Who believes in Jesus?" It's offensive. Any other big free agents you want to talk about? Uh, I mean, did anything else? J.J. Redick back to the Sixers. Any other big news? I mean, it is July. Is today July first? No, today's July second. Second, so it's already happening. Yeah, I mean, I have the tracker in front of me. Give me the tracker. Just start running down some names. LeBron James won. Well, let's just go through it. Of course, Durant. Durant every time we get up. Paul George, Chris yeah. Paul, DeAndre Jordan, one-year oh, deal. Yeah. DeAndre Jordan finally to the Mavs. That's hilarious. I was literally just saying I don't know who would sign DeAndre Jordan. Mark Cuban, dude, dial back the Shark Tank. You don't have a jump shot in 2018. For that reason, I'm out. Yeah. We got, uh, I mean, those are the big ones. Trevor Ariza to the Suns. Nice little move. Nice little veteran presence. Like I said, the Lakers resigned. Who are the guys? Who are the guys that are TBD? To be determined. Yeah. The the big ones, Clint Capella. Yeah, he's got to go back to Houston. Demarcus Cousins. Yeah, that'll be interesting. The Julius can't, can't believe the Pelicans haven't snatched him up already. Where's the Twin Towers? Julius Randle still again isn't confirmed. Marcus Smart, Isaiah Thomas, Tyreek Evans. I mean, for the most part, the big dogs have decided. Yeah. So, there you have it, man. Kind of uh, anticlimactic in a way. I'm just saying, like, you want to hear how I found out? This is so funny. So, I actually was at my pool all day yesterday. I got up. I was outside yesterday from, like, 10 to 6. One of those. Like, I was outside all day. Uh, everybody left my pool, and uh, I got out of the hot tub at like five thirty, and I just I just planted face first on a uh, on, on a chair on, on a lawn chair. What, what, do you, what do you call them? Lawn chairs, whatever. Deck chair, beach De- chair, whatever. Yeah. I'm patio. Out, yeah, recliner. I'm, I'm out cold for thirty minutes. At this point, the decision had already been made. I have no clue. Yeah, I it ca- happened around probably happened around like four ish. Yeah. yeah. So I come into my apartment, I shower, I, I, I sit down at my desk, I open the computer, and I just see, the first thing I saw were multiple tweets from you, and I was like, what is happening? And I'm like, oh, wait, did LeBron decide? Like, I was, I was 45 minutes to an hour late in the game, and I saw a bunch of Prano tweets, and then, of course, I texted you, and, which I loved, being like, wait, you're back? And you're like, no, I'm on a flight. So I'm on the flight, right? I'm supposed to leave... Flight's supposed to take off New York at like 7.30 or something like that. And we're taxiing for a while, and we're a little late. And literally, seconds before we take off, like we are – the, the engines are starting to rev, rev up. Seconds before we take off, Woj bomb. And I literally – I'm refreshing Twitter, just like generally, like killing time. Refresh, and I go, Woj bomb. <laughs> and the guy's like, Whoa. Can't say Woj bomb on an airplane. And I was like, well, I just did. <laughs> and right in that moment, I fire off a couple tweets. We take off. Now I'm like crack addicting to just get – I'm like, can we get to 10,000 feet so I can get Wi-Fi? I spent, th- I spent $11 on a 30-minute Wi-Fi plan so I, could, <laughs> so I could follow the first 30 minutes of Le- LeBron James Bonanza, get off a couple more tweets, and just like – like I had to have it. I had to soak it up. I almost spent 40 bucks for the whole flight. Well, I can't imagine 
you know, that's a long flight. That's a what, six hour flight? Yeah. Just the energy of having. No one knew, by the way. Nobody knew. You know, fucking cheddar dicks going from New York to LA. No one had ESPN on. I'm watching ESPN. No one's noticing. So, first of all, it was Sox Yankees. So they weren't showing it. It was just on the ticker. And then not until Sox Yankees ends and some guy's like, holy shit, LeBron to the Lakers. I was like, dude, this happened four hours ago. What are you talking about? Like, I've been over here giving my kidney for Wi-Fi so I can throw some Kobe shade. I mean, how were you controlling yourself on that flight being contained in a box like that? I know. I watched Black Panther. That's what I did. How is it? It's fine. It's good. It's good. Like, as far as Marvel movies go, it's good. Like, uh, it was it was all right acted. It's like it definitely sets up a fun story. Like the idea that this is some sort of fantastic movie was preposterous. But like, uh, I'll say this: as far as like, um, as far as those superhero movies go, I haven't been blown away by a superhero movie since like you know the first couple of Nolan Batman's, the first Iron Man, and then I loved, loved. I thought it was fantastic. The first. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. This is definitely a level below. Yeah. I mean, obviously, first of all, the two the two first Nolan Batmans are on on their own level. I would say Iron Man and Guardians of the Galaxy right below that in like this amazing Marvel movies, but you know, certainly not like award winning. And then this is in some third level where I'm like, oh, I didn't hate it. And I thought there was some good acting and there's a good story and there's whatever. But like certainly certainly a lot of like you know, it's just like it's still a, it's still a, it's still a, a superhero movie where they're like, OK, we got you here. And now let's just like jump to this point And then like the movie's over. Yeah. You know, you build up all this drama and then they go, oh, should they fight? And then we'll just end it because I've been watching the movie and I literally hit pause. and I was like 20 minutes left. So now they're just going to fight each other and we're going to be done. That's a little bit of a letdown. Yeah, I still got to see it. Well, Prano, I'm glad that you're back, even though you're leaving again, like you said, 6 a.m. tomorrow. It's good to see that stash. Thank I, you. I, I, think, I think you need to clean it up a little. I need to clean up my face. And the only way we're going to clean up our faces are using those excellent razor blades from Harry's. Love Harry's. Used it all in New York. Kept, kept the stash tight. I've got, a, I've got a couple days growth here. Definitely going to clean it up before my weekend shows. And yeah, I love it. Fifth trimmer blade. I do the top and the sides of my mustache with that. Keeps it looking tight. I, so many people complimented my mustache, and I would always say, Harry's.com, promo code DIRTY. That's right, guys. Harry stands behind the quality of their blades, and they know that switching razor blades isn't an easy decision. So they created a trial offer. Claim yours by going to Harry's.com forward slash dirty. Listen to what you get in this trial offer. You get a $13 value trial set that comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. The weighted ergonomic handle, a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, a rich lathering shave gel, and also a travel blade cover. Look at all that stuff, Brandon. Yeah, I just did it in sign language for our, for our deaf listeners. I saw you were doing that. That's a YouTube exclusive. So, Dirt Balls, listeners... Of our show can redeem their trial set at harrys.com forward slash dirty. Make sure you go to harrys.com forward slash dirty to redeem your offer and let them know I sent you to help support our show. And uh, also tweet at them, at harrys, when you use harrys. And uh, I'll tease it. I'll even tease it. 
We're about to do a great giveaway contest with Dirtballs and our friends at Harry's. I've been in touch with them. They're sending us some amazing products. So Dirtballs, stay on the lookout. We're about to do an amazing giveaway for some great products. And in the meantime, like I said, just go to harrys.com forward slash dirty. All right, Prano. Basketball bonanza today. Yeah. We've got to go to some baseball news that you didn't have on the rundown. You had the baseball news just empty. But it has to be talked about. It's a dirty sports Major League Baseball exclusive. What do you got for me? Marlins man, bro. We haven't talked about Marlins man on the show. Oh. Rock hard cheddar dick. I totally. A, a, a sharp cheddar dick. Well, to this be, is a Andy Ruther exclusive. Well, here's one the, of the one of the one of the dirtball moles, one of our secret agents. Well, here's the deal. Here's the reason I didn't put the Marlins man stuff on the rundown because oh, because now you're friendly with Marlins man. You guys no, are no, no. DMing. I'm I'm not. I didn't respond because I didn't want to give him the attention that he wants. Yeah. Which now we're already giving to him. Well, yeah, but we have to talk about it. So, Marlins man, dick don't work. That's good attention. So basically, here's what happened. We ha- I have an insider, like Joe said. We both have an insider, a mole, who's, who was sitting behind Marlins man at a recent game. Uh, that was So it was actually a, f- a friend of a, the mole was sitting behind Marlins man. Yes. So it came, it came – there was a go-between. Yes. Somebody was sitting behind Marlins man. Send it to a dirty sports fan. Dirty sports fan sends it to us. So I was sitting on some dirty sports exclusive info for like four or five days. I was sitting on it. And uh, I finally tweeted out Thursday. And it's a picture of Marlon's man on his phone. And if you zoom in, he's having a phone conversation, a text message conversation about getting his boy Cialis. And the conversation says this. There's not enough booze in the world, LOL. And he's responding, I can get you all the Cialis you need. 40 milligrams, 60 milligrams, no problems. I bought, and you can see he's texting more. So basically... So basically, it sounds like this guy, maybe maybe some slump busters that... That's what I'm. That's what I'm drawing from the conversation. Not enough booze in the world for me to want to fuck. And apparently, Marlon's man has, has confirmed that it's two women. Yes. For me to fuck, probably two not attractive women. And then Marlon's man's going. Here's solves your problem. If you're worried about getting hard, I Marlon's man have invested not money in the troops, but money in dick pills. I have. <laughs> I have a, an entire. Warehouse full of dick pills. So I was sitting on it, like I said. Now, I do know Marlon's man is a lawyer or claims to be. So I'm also a little worried. Is he going to come after us? Right. We put this out there. So I decide for some reason that when did I release this? Thursday night. I decide that Thursday night's the perfect night to release it. And... I, that was the same night that I went to dinner with Drew. So it's always one of those things where, like, I go to dinner, I release it. I'm not on my phone. Right. Besides doing very gay, romantic 
you know, Instagram stories with him. Right. I'm not looking at Twitter at all. So then I go to piss before we leave the restaurant, and I'm like, oh, shit. This thing took off. He's for sure going to see it. And then the next day, he wouldn't stop tweeting about it. Not only did it do the exact opposite, where I thought he'd be mad, he embraced it to the point of he now loves dirty sports. I can't figure it out. He DM'd dirty sports this. I love... And by the way, this is what you guys need to understand. He had blocked dirty sports. (laughs) Yeah, he hated us. So he had blocked... Because all you guys were calling him cheddar dicks and saying that you were going to like... I, 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 multiple people told him to kill himself. <laughs> so he hang had, yourself by your visor. So he had blocked Dirty Sports on Twitter, and he'd also blocked me personally on Twitter. So then Friday, he won't stop tweeting about it because then it gets picked up by like busted coverage and kind of the tabloid sports sites. He slides into Dirty Sports DMs, which I still haven't even accepted, and he writes, "I love the post on your site." In caps. Never lose your passion for sports and life. It's great. Keep up the good work. And now he follows us on Twitter? <laughs> I've never seen somebody so proud that their penis does not work. <laughs> so Usually it's a very shameful thing. That, I mean, I got to say one thing about Marlon's man. Marlon's man, easily hateable. He's, he's found a way through the years to swing it in his favor a couple times. Like He's like, yeah, my dick doesn't work. Thank you guys for promoting that. Love you. Love the show. Stay passionate about exposing people who have impotence problems. So where does this leave you with your opinion of Marlins, man? I mean, honestly, it leaves me exactly like I thought Marlins, man, was an impotent cheddar dick before. And now I'm just like, yep, confirmed. Well, I have another update on Marlins, man. (laughs) Did this just come in? No, I've been sitting on this all weekend. Can't wait. A, a... Uh, I, I don't want to. I don't want to reveal who she is. Well, fuck it. This isn't revealing who she is. I had gone on a couple dates f- three years ago with a girl who works for the Dodgers organization, and uh, we've stayed in contact, just friendly, you know, whatever. And uh, she saw that tweet. She slid into my DMs and was like, "This guy is such a cheddar dick." And she started sending me things that he said to her. Wow, she, she's in a uh, you know a, a probably mid to late twenties, attractive woman, and uh, creepy things he said to her about trying to meet up with her and basically trying to bang her. So this story just goes on, and not just him, his friends, blah blah blah. Uh, she said he's such a creeper. I love that you guys are putting him on blast. So. There's multiple there's multiple layers to this. The confidence of Marlon Man. He'll, he'll just hit on fucking team employees because he knows he's got fucking rock hard dick in his pocket in the form of well, just like a pouch of Cialis. So he I, is to Cialis pills what fucking Zach Hample is to baseballs. He just fucking collects them. <laughs> I've seen him in a I see I can't wait for the picture of him in a bathtub full of Cialis. Yeah. So I don't know, Prano. I mean, I haven't accepted his friend. I haven't. I haven't accepted his thing. Uh, like, like I. So I haven't responded. I don't know what you think the move here is. Uh, we know the guys at Barstool. They love Marlins, man. Yeah. And and we haven't taken that approach at all. Yeah. I mean, I like. I don't have a lot in common with guys whose dick don't work. I mean, I can't speak for the Barstool guys. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But but if impotent cheddar dicks is your go-to move, I get it. So. 
I don't know. It's it's just funny. The I like you said, I've never seen somebody so proud uh quote tweeting, responding. Yeah. He was responding to every single person was like, that's Photoshop, that's fake. He's like, no, it's true. It's true. It's all true. <laughs> yeah. It's all true. Dick doth not work. Man. I should hook, you know I should hook him up? That girl that I was seeing. Which girl? The, the, the girl who was like, come over and fuck me, you queer. Oh, because she'll just, she just wants to go sit at the ballpark in the front row anyway. Not talk to him. Doesn't care that he's on his phone because she's just going to be taking selfies of herself, blowing them up and putting them on her wall. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, that girl's definitely listening to this episode. Yeah, I'm sure she is. And whatever. Truth sucks, doesn't it? By the way, I also have multiple jokes about you that I'm working on stage right now. Oof. Yeah. This is a dangerous game. Why? Because, you know, a woman that you're... Like, I would be... I'd be very scared of... uh, of of you know, airing out the your dirty laundry with a woman on the air, a woman. You just got me to do it at the beginning of the episode. I know, but I'm saying you're now you're kind of staying on it. I don't know. Isn't there a saying like "Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned" or something like that? You're asking me, yeah, about well, a you're famous the fucking saying. English major. That is a saying, though. Yeah. So you're saying I'm, I'm I should start treading lightly. I think it's too late now. I'm saying lock your door. <laughs> well, I'm leaving this week just like you, so. Although, I guess you could hope that she was like, I want to fucking stab you. Can you pick me up at Bungalow? <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you can't Uber yourself over here to stab me, then I guess you don't want to stab me all that much, do you? Ah, oh, Prano. Women, right? Yeah. I need to just find me a good mermaid. That's what I need. To match my merman. I was holding it up for the camera because people had to, the newer, newer people on the YouTube live stream, they had to see what was going on. If you're there. just joining us, this is Andy's merman. Well, any other big sports news? Spain, oh yeah, Here, here's some big news. Spain bounced from the World Cup. They're another favorite. Our boys from Mexico, excuse me, our boys from Mexico today. Rip Mexico. Lost to Brazil. That's our World Cup update. Yeah. Uh, what what I think is funny about the World Cup is all the people. I I have not seen anybody like accurately predicting the World Cup yet. Well, Spain and Germany were two of the big favorites. Yeah. So I'd assume the favorite right now is Brazil. Now it's down to about eight. Brazil, teams. France is France still in? Yes, France is still yeah. in. France is probably a favorite. Russia has made it to the final eight. Michael Majid said that Russia didn't even belong in the fucking tournament. That they were that. They they only got through the group stage because they were seated in an in a, in a easy bracket. Yeah. Then they come out. Who'd they beat? They had a big upset yesterday. Yeah, they beat somebody. <laughs> this shows how much we're watching it. They beat somebody in uh and 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 kicks. Yeah, penalty kicks. That's what they're called. Penalty kicks. Penalty kicks. Yeah. But see again to bring it back to quality of life. I'm sorry, guys. I've re- I really enjoyed those two days in the sun. I'm not staying inside watching World I Cup. I mean, I got up this morning. I was like, I think Mexico, Brazil's on. And then I got up at like 10 a.m. and it was over. And I forgot that I was three hours. It was three hours later in New York that I've been getting up and just kind of catching like the second half of the earliest game. It was over. I missed it. Yeah. I know, man. I'll tell you one thing. When I go back to Cincinnati. But, but what I've, my point is, is like a lot of people... 
are always screaming at me to get into soccer. Like, you got to care about soccer. You got to care about soccer. And those people don't know anything about soccer. Like, you're already proving to me that you're clueless. Well, I, I, no, hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree with you on that because I don't think anybody had Spain and Germany not making the final eight. That's my point. Also, the but sa- upsets happen. Also, the same people had the, this is the U.S.'s year. You know about this Pulisic kid? Oh, the U.S. soccer, the fastest growing sport in America. We're gonna next year's our year. They didn't even fucking qualify. Well, we've been hearing that bullshit. Yeah, for that's what I'm saying. Years, at, at, like the nonsense with everybody being like, "Oh, this is the squad. This is the squad. This is the squad." Everybody coming in this tournament, Germany, fucking Germany. It's all about Germany. Good luck beating Germany. Germany, fucking out. It's like guys. When you, like, I'll start considering your opinion as valid when you start fucking, like, randomly coming off, coming across a winner. I get it. I, I get what you're saying. You want to end the show with some dirtball calls? I'm just calls? saying, my point is, you know, when you, if you enjoyed our basketball free agency talk, if you enjoyed, like, the NBA stuff, don't forget, I mean, I predicted the Warriors dynasty when they were coming off a seven seed. It's like... That's, that's what it's all about. It's all about the predictions you made correct. I'm just, I'm just saying, you come back here, you you get good sports knowledge from entertaining people. I got to follow you on Twitter like, Germany, unstoppable. This is like the third Reich all over again. Good luck beating Germany. Literally everybody. And then it's like, Germany, out. One more, one more quick news thing. Uh, you see Camp Chancellor's retiring? I did see that. Neck injury showed no improvement. You're Seattle Seahawks, bro. Mine? No, I'm Rams, bro. I just like Russell Westbrook. I mean, geez. Russell Wilson. Yeah, I always do that. Uh, Similar players, though. How so? Well, I think Russell Wilson's stats are only going to improve this year, and their record is only going to get worse as he's no longer has an elite defense. But he might win MVP this year with seven wins. No, NFL doesn't do it like that. They usually give it to a yeah. players whose teams are also playing well. You want to do some dirtball calls? Let's do it. It's been a minute. It has been, and I said we were going to do them today because we couldn't do them last show. Let's put on the headphones, and uh, let's see what we got here. All right, Prano. So the first dirtball call I want to do is... Uh, a. Millie left a freestyle rap. How about that? So he left a uh, he left a rap, and uh, you want me to play it? Yes. And I don't know if it, I don't know if it was pre written or freestyle, but but I guess we'll we'll figure it out. What the fuck was that? Is that what? Jimmy Buffett? What the fuck was that? Are you on Red Cup Restaurant's website? <laughs> what, what, what the hell was that? Where's that coming from? Is that my Spotify? Has my Spotify been playing this whole time? That would be amazing. Somebody would have told you, right? There's no way. Classic Ruther. All right, let's uh, let's try this. Hold on a second. This is where it always gets. All right, let's 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 see if we can do this. 
look, hold on. Dirty sports, my dog, like Scooby-Doo. Try to play us a south like a Rubik's Jew. Out of Canada, I fuck with Dan in the no-chill. He think Kobe the goat. I bought a pop folk pill on the sports before I get it. It's from Dirty Sport Podcast. Jam another podcast, you can kiss my ass. Don't talk to me if MJ Dick is stroking. You was born in the 80s, that's why your mama looked like Hulk Hogan. Hold up. Shout out to Wall Street. My boy Plano talk more shit than Draymond Green. Ruther eating the game up like a booty. A dirt <clears throat> impression of Sam Tripoli. It's all about legacy. Ask Kellen Winslow. Wait, hold up. He's too busy raping an old ho. This song need an edit from Beverly Mata. One more thing. Shout out real fisherman hours. Man, hold up, man. I dig it. Hey, Millie. Come. Throw, I, I, I like throwing shots at Kobe Slurpers and Sam Tripoli, who I believe uh, has retired from podcasting. <laughs> I think I think Sam just retired from Punch Drunk. I don't know what's going on with Sam. Uh, that was dope. And and you know what? At first, I was like, I can't understand a word he's saying. But then I was like, yeah, but I'm down with it because he's got that fucking that Bayou draw. draw. Yeah. It's pretty good, eh, Millie? Like it's like a little Wayne. I mean, we. I really need to drop another song. Why are you trying to? Why are you trying to steal his fucking? I'm not trying. Shine. To, I'm not, no, I was. I'm not stealing it. He inspired me. I, I. There's a few songs when I've been running. I'm thinking, oh, that would be a good, dirty. Sport. Mostly Elton John. No, I, I got some. An ode, an ode to Mike D'Antoni. Rocket Man, <laughs> play an isolation ball. All right, let's get to uh, let's get making to, MVPs of one and all. Let's get to another call for right now. Rocket man. <laughs> oh come on, dude! Skype, killing me, killing me. Skype, why is this not working? It's just disappeared. Um, this is always fun. Okay, let's try. Let's try this one. I don't know why that one just stopped working. Let's try this one. Yo, Joe and Andy. This is Austin O'Neill. I was thinking about uh, some of the best shit talkers in history and how they are also some of the dumbest people, such as Tyson and Barkley and maybe Draymond Green. And I just wanted uh, I just wanted to hear your thoughts on that. And uh, my two questions for you guys are, who are the best shit talkers in sports history? And uh, who are maybe some of like your the best upcoming shit talkers? Maybe like under the radar or whoever just you guys think are the best ones up and coming. All right, peace out. Well, by the way, I want to defend Charles Barkley. I don't think he's dumb. No, I think he's actually really smart. Uh, I don't know about really smart, but he's definitely a smart. He's a smart guy. He's an insightful guy. I don't always yeah. agree with him. Uh, best shit talkers of all time. Uh, I've heard Jordan was a huge shit talker. I heard Gary Payton was a shit talker. You could actually see Gary Payton shit talking. For some reason, he needed to move his head while he was shit talking. Uh, uh, Kevin Garnett is sort of a legendary shit talker. He talks so much shit, people try to fight him after the game. And then, of course, Rasheed Wallace. Ball don't lie. Legend. Currently, though. Well, remember the guy we played? He's from Cincinnati, the boxer. I love him. Is it Adrian uh, Broner? Oh, yeah. Dude, those interviews. Uh, they, also, how about uh, McGregor? McGregor's amazing. McGregor's like the, the king of fight shit talking now. 
And then in the NBA, I mean, you gotta, you gotta give Lance Stevenson a little props. He gets I, people off their fucking game, bro. Yeah, I was gonna say Lance Stevenson uh, is great. Any good baseball shit talkers or football shit talkers? Uh, I don't think uh, baseball is not much for a shit talking game. Uh, football shit talkers. I don't know. Not off the top of my head. I'm sure there are guys, though. I mean, people would say Josh Norman. I don't know. I'm sure we're forgetting somebody. I'm sure we are as well. All right, let's try this call again. I think I finally got it to work. What's up, boys? It's Andrew from Kansas State. I'm driving home to Kansas right now. And um, just curious, what professional woman athlete do you think that LeBron would have the best super child with? Um, in my mind, it's Steve Adams, Olympic shot put throwing uh, sister. But I just want to know what you guys think. Stay dirty. I mean, th- there's no question in this. If LeBron was going to make a super child athlete with a female athlete, it's got to be Serena Williams. She's pretty. She's pretty good, as, just in terms of like physical stature. But you always got to wonder. What do they make together? Like LeBron at six nine two sixty five, and then Serena is a fucking beefcake. Like, what kind of athlete do they have? Do they have like a, a, a football player? Do they have like a like? I almost think if you want, if LeBron James, if he wants to make like a basketball player, I almost think he goes with like a. a like tall, like volleyball type, you know? Like a Misty May? She's a little shorter, but like, wasn't it Kerry Walsh, her partner? Okay, yeah, I guess. But like, she's super white. But like, again, what I'm always looking for, like a Brazilian, a tall Brazilian volleyball player. You love those Brazilians. Because then you're adding height on height. When you're 6'9", and then you have, it, like, 6'9", having... A child with like a six one or six two woman, you're gonna get like a seven foot five baby. That's what happened to Yao Ming. Both his parents were Chinese national basketball players. His dad was like six seven, his mom was like six two or something like that. And he comes out seven five. Plus you take LeBron James and then you take like the quickness and the lateral movement and the jumping ability of like a of a volleyball player. Now you just have like an above the rim, like seven foot four player. Can you imagine if Kevin Durant was seven foot four and not a bitch? Holy shit! But it never works out that way. We all know this. What do you mean it never works out that way? The kids never normally. Who who's been better than their professional athlete dad? I mean, there's a Ken couple. Griffey. I was gonna say that we have Griffey and Bonds. Yeah. Steph Curry. Okay, I, now I'm Kobe of, Bryant. Grant Hill? Yeah. Okay. I completely am wrong there. <laughs> yeah, because you're already taking the athlete gene and you're adding it. Like, Odell Beckham's mom was like a fucking track star. You know what I mean? Like, this this is this is happens. This is real. This is evolution. The strong procreate with the strong. You get a fucking freak. I'm just... Uh... This is something I've always thought about in my mate. <laughs> It is. I've hung on. I've hung on to relationships a little too long with some folks that had some athletic ability. I was like, "Are we doing this or not?" 
Well, you should scout. They're doing. There was. I was biking the other day. They had a huge volleyball thing going down in Santa Monica. Yeah, I need to get on that. But the other thing is, you can also, like I said, what are you, what are you making? Like, you could also, like, you could also procreate with like a, a shorter, quicker, and then you know you get a, like, athletes so different. Like LeBron James, like. Wasn't Kobe Bryant? Was Kobe Bryant's dad a basketball player? Yeah, he played in Italy. And Grant Hill's Italy. dad was a football player, correct? Correct. Yeah. So it's like you can decide what you want, like, you, you know, depending on what you go for. Like, I would, if I was LeBron, I would go with tall and, like, uh, I'd go volleyball because then you're, you can make a super basketball player. But LeBron could also just, like, LeBron and Serena Williams, like, make the best tight end in NFL history, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm just looking at my merman right now. Thinking of who the merman can mate with to create the best all-time swimmer. Michael Phelps. <laughs> Isn't there a Katie? What's the what's the little fucking distance swimmer girl? Katie Ledecky? Yeah. Isn't that her name? Yeah. Your your merman's gonna be like, hey Katie, you want this Ledicky? <laughs> Alright, let's do one more call. Hi, Joe and Andy. This is Nick calling from Ann Arbor, Michigan. And uh, I just had a question. What is your favorite and least favorite, or what are your favorite and least favorite college sports mascots? Is it perhaps uh, the UC Santa Cruz Banana Slugs, maybe the uh, St. Peter's Peacocks? Um, I'm just curious to get your uh, get your opinion. And, uh, yeah, keep up the good work. All right, have a good one. Bye-bye. All right, so our favorite and least favorite so college mascots. When when he says it, like to me, it's got to be more than just like what they are. You know what I mean? It's got to be the actual, the actual like personification of that. Like the uh, you know, there's so many tigers, but like the Auburn tiger is pretty cool. You know, like he's the one that on the sideline you're like, okay, he's a cool tiger. I do like uh, the Georgia. Just straight has Uga or whatever his name is, Uga, the bulldog, just trolling the sidelines, just like a fucking actual bulldog. Uh, the Spartan, Sparty the Spartan. I like him. I mean, Peter the Anteater from uh, UC Irvine. I mean, come on, guys. There's no question. It's the Wichita State Shockers. The Shockers, yeah. But he's like a shock of corn or something like that. Yeah, but again. He, but he does do this the whole time, I mean, he's which doing, I love. He's doing the raunchy sexual, you know, term, so. Uh, my least favorite, dude, the fucking Ohio State, Brutus. Like, what the fuck is that? Uh, the tree from Stanford. It's just like, you're a tree, bro. Uh, the Florida State, like, I mean, we're still going to have Native Americans riding fucking horses out onto the field pregame and like throwing like fiery stakes into the ground. Like this is <laughs> offensive on so many levels. Uh, and then some guys who didn't make the cut. The, I've always liked the Oregon duck. I'm a big flan, fan of the, uh, is it an, an Ibis? The, the hurricanes bird. He's, he's a badass. And then uh, Syracuse orange, just the puffy orange ball. Just like an orange with a feet and arms. What about Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, that weird red thing? I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, it's just so weird, the Hilltoppers. And then, of course, the Rand University crackhead. Yeah. It's just 
Dave Chappelle from, <laughs> as Tyrone Biggums. Tyrone Biggums. He's like, go to Iran University. I want some crack. Guys, that's the show. The hotline is 310-359-8365. We did it, Prano. You're back. We and, did it. And then you're leaving me again. Yes. But the Dirt Balls can see you in Washington. That's right. I'll be in Seattle on the 4th of July celebrating in America with uh, a trip to Safeco Field on the 4th. There's already talk of us taking a dirt ball knee during the National Anthem on the 4th of July. Um, then out to Lake Chelan in Washington. Chelan. Lake Ch- I still don't know how to say it. Lake Chelan, Washington, uh, which is uh, pretty far east in Washington. But I'll be out there all weekend at Campbell's Resort doing shows. And very excited about that. Looks like it's a super fun lake resort. I just discovered a delicious cider beer that I'm going to be drinking the whole weekend. So it's going to be a lot of a lot of drinking and partying and shows. Then back here probably for a quick minute. Back up to Washington, to Monroe, Washington for Bingle Fest with Eddie Ift. My week. This is my month with Eddie Ift. Monroe with Eddie Ift. Uh, Lake Shellen with Eddie Ift and then San Diego at the end of the month. I believe it's like the 27th, 28th in the La Jolla Comedy Store. And then I'll be back here. Andy, August is the month of Ruther. I'll be back here all August with you doing dirty sports shows. And then September will be the, the, the cherry on the top of the month with Ruther Sunday. We're going to Chicago for the Midwest Dirtball Meetup, a trip to Wrigley, a trip to whatever they're calling fucking White Sox Stadium these days, and headlining the Comedy Bar and doing a live Dirty Sports podcast. Week one of the former NFL season. Amazing. All right, guys. You know what to do. Uh, Drop those iTunes reviews. Subscribe to all our shows, Dirty Slides, Dent Report. Again, iTunes reviews, all that shit is so important. Uh, can't thank you guys enough for doing that, for getting Dirty Slides in the top 200 in the iTunes charts. You can follow me at Andy Ruther, Joe at Fix Your Life. And uh, again, subscribe. You can see this lovely, lovely canvas of me as a merman. Again, thank you to Jesse and I assume uh, Charlie for making this happen. You guys are the best. You can see that all on YouTube. So subscribe. And uh, you guys can see everything, uh, everything live there. All right, guys, that's the show. Thanks for listening. And most importantly, don't forget, condoms are for pussies.